Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. With the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. Faithful Indian companion Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. Get a bear! Come on! Get along here! For some time, the big stagecoach had been traveling north from the town of Cripple Creek. Six powerful horses had pulled the swaying vehicle up a steep hill. They had just reached the top of the grade when suddenly... Ed, another hold up. Get the critter. Joe Driscoll, the driver, shouted to the man riding shotgun. But before the armed guard could fire, he was brought down with a bullet in the heart. With the guard dead or dying, Joe knew that resistance would be useless. He brought the stage to a halt. Carried any passengers? No. Throw down the strong guard. Now hold on, mister. We're not toting any gold this trip. I hear different. Throw down the box. All right, all right. Driscoll pulled the heavy strong box from the top of the stage. Uh, 
As it fell to the ground, he made a sudden grab for the peacemaker he carried in his belt. No, you don't! The impact of the outlaw's bullets knocked Joe from the seat. He fell to the ground. In spite of the pain of his wounds, the old man lay motionless, scarcely daring to breathe, for fear the outlaw would realize he was still alive. Now to shoot the lock off that strong box. Joe Driscoll watched the gunman shoot the lock from the strong box. Then instead of looting the box, the man spurred his horse and rode away. Get up there! Get up! Joe tried to move, but the effort brought a sudden wave of pain that left him unconscious. Five minutes after the killer had fled from the scene, the Lone Ranger drew rein and dismounted near the empty stagecoach. Oh, oh, easy, Sandy. The masked man hurried to the side of the fallen guard. Too late to help this man. The other's alive. Help me. Steady. I'll raise your head so you can drink from my canteen. Oh, thanks. Mister, your mask. I'm not an outlaw. You don't act like one, but that mask. Forget the mask. I'm here to help you, not harm you. I'll try to get you to the doctor in Triple Creek. Oh, it's no use, mister. What, what about Ed? The guard. He's dead. Yeah, I was afraid of that. Now, listen... Listen, I, I want to tell you what happened. Take it easy. I have to talk fast. Fellow was waiting at the top of the hill for us. He started shooting just as we came over the top. Just one man? Yeah. He had a bandana over his face. He shot at it. <laughs> Reckon I was a fool to make a play for my gun, but I figured I might save this shipment. Does Mark Vincent own this stage? Yes. Mr. That owl who'd shot away the lock in the strong box... Then he rode off without taking anything. Take out what's in the box. Take it back to Mart. Very well. No. Do it while I can see you. Go ahead, mister. Load it in your saddle bags and promise me you'll take it to Mart. All right. He, he never went near the box. Take out whatever cash is in there. Well, the strong box is empty. I, it can't be empty. I was watching. I saw him. He didn't go near the box. He, you're lying. That's what you're doing. Steady. Steady, man. There's got to be cash. Don't lie to me. I, I gave my life to save it. I know it's in the... Uh, He's dead, Silver. He died to protect an empty strong box. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mark Vinson sat by the window in his home in Triple Creek. A rugged man in his early 60s, Mark's face was seamed and weathered. But there were new lines around his eyes and forehead that had not come from the sun and wind. They were lines of worry and annoyance. Proud and independent, he bitterly resented the recent attack of rheumatism that made him a virtual cripple. He thanked his wife gruffly as she rearranged the pillows behind his back and tucked a woolen blanket around his legs. Jerry, you fuss over me like I was a two-year-old. I'm all right. You don't act as if you are. Yeah? Sitting by the window all afternoon, just looking out, not saying a word. What are you worrying about? Uh, these hold-ups we've been having. Jerry, if they don't stop, I'll go out of business. The sheriff's trying to get a lead on the crooks behind the robberies. I'd feel a lot better if Tom were home. Mart, why don't you let me write Tom and tell him about your rheumatism? No. If he wants to stay in Red Rock, I'm not going to force him to come home by telling him I'm sick. 
Let him stay there if he'd rather spend his time in cafes and gambling halls and be home with his own mother and father. Cafes and gambling halls? Well, you know very well he's studying the law with lawyer Pringle. Yes. He doesn't have time to go to cafes, and he never gambled in his life. I heard different, Sarah. Just what did you hear? Well, never mind. But just because Tom's in Red Rock doesn't mean I don't know what he's doing. I know he's working mighty hard. Why, it must be to be able to send you money to put in the bank for him. Tom's place is here. He should be in the office running things for me. But aren't you satisfied with the job Warren's doing? Well, sure, I'm satisfied, Sarah. But having your nephew work for you is a blame sight different from having your son working for you. Well, next month I'm going to raise Warren's wages. Bart, I'm proud of you for giving Warren a chance. Well, shucks, Sarah, I don't hold a prison term against a man. A lot of people wouldn't trust him if they knew he'd been in prison. Yeah, that must be Warren now. I reckon he's closed the office and is on his way home for the day. I'll go let him in. I'm coming, just a minute. Hello, Aunt Sarah. Come on in, Warren. And in the living room, Warren. He's been sitting there waiting for you. Did the stage get off to Harpersville all right? He left on schedule, Uncle Mart. Yeah. I stopped to bring you this letter. Came to the office. I think it's from Tom. <clears throat> Let me have it, Warren. Maybe he said something about coming home. The envelope's sort of wrinkled and dirty looking. Must have had some rough handling after it left Red Rock. Well, what's the difference as long as it's here? Open it, Mark. Sure thing, sir. I'll stay long enough to hear what Tom says. And, uh, Uncle Mark, some cash fell out of the envelope. Yes, give it here. Sakes alive, Mark. There's no need to bite Warren's head off. I'll pick it up, but... Never mind looking it over. Give it to me. Oh, I didn't mean any harm, Uncle Mark. Here. Thank you. Aren't you going to read the letter? Well, I'll, uh, I'll read it later. Well, uh, I'll get along to the hotel. Uh, oh, Uncle Mart, uh, about the payroll for the Clarence Mine. What about it? I'll leave the serial numbers of the cash and the shipment here on the table. I'll be in an extra guard on the coach tomorrow just to make sure the payroll goes through. Well, I'm glad to hear it. So long, Aunt Sarah. Bye, Uncle Mart. Goodbye. Goodbye, Warren. Mart, why wouldn't you read Tom's letter when Warren was here? Never mind the question, sir. Get last week's list of serial numbers from the drawer on the table. Why do you want it? Mark? I want to check it. You want me to call the numbers off to you? No, no. Uh, let's see now. Mark, are you checking the serial see. number of the cash you got from Tom against that list? Three, six, oh, seven. What's wrong? They match. The numbers are the same again. But what... Don't you it? see, Sarah, this is the third time Tom sent cash with serial numbers on these lists. Mart, I don't the understand. The cash he's been sending was stolen from my stages. Maybe the thief lives in Red Rock. Maybe he spent the cash there. Tom might have gotten the money as change in a store. Yes, that's what I thought the first time it happened. But the second time, I got suspicious. Now, I... You don't think Tom had anything to do with the robberies? Eh? Oh, Mart, you can't believe that. Why, I know Tom wouldn't steal anything. Thanks, Mom. What? Thanks for believing in me. Tom! Son, you, you've come home. Sounds like I got here just in time. What were you saying about me being a thief? Hey, this, uh, this money you sent, son. Well, what about it? Dad thinks it's stolen cash. What? Why, it can't be. Well, see for yourself, Tom. 
This serial number is on my list. Now, let me see that list. Oh, wait a minute. What's wrong? Dad, did you just receive this cash today? Well, it, it came in this letter. I sent four $5 bills. What? Only one $10 bill was in the envelope. I sent a $10 bill two weeks ago. Who gave you the letter, Mark? A bash man. Now, now, take it easy, Dad. This man's a friend. Well, friend or no friend, masked men aren't welcome in this house. Now, clear out, mister. I'll leave when I finish talking to you. Why'd you come here? Because someone told me you needed help. Eh? Who told you that? A padre who's known you for 25 years. The padre? Yes. After we left the mission, Toto rode to Red Rock, where he found your son. The Indian told me about the trouble here, Dad. That's why I came home. Right now, Tonto's on his way to the sheriff's office to report another robbery. Another robbery? The stage to Harpersville? It was the stage that left town today, Dad. What, what about Joe Driscoll and the guard? They're both dead. Joe died a few minutes after I found him. Where, where did you find him? About ten miles north of Triple Creek. He died believing the strong box on his stage was still carrying a valuable shipment. It was $4,000 in cash on that stage. Joe claimed he had seen the killer shoot the lock from the box, then right away without dismounting to throw back the lid. Well, in that case, the cash is still there. Gee, Tom, go uh, go after the box and bring it back here. Oh, no, wait. That uh, would be a waste of time. You see, Joe was still alive when I opened the box. It was empty. Now, looky here. I knew Joe before my son was born. We were partners and pals for 20 years. I'd take his word against a masked man's any day. But, you Dad, keep don't you... of this, Tom. Joe said the box hadn't been touched. The masked man claims it was empty. That means just one thing. Mister, you must have taken the cash. Not You're dead. covered, mister. I might be crippled, but I can still handle a gun. Now then, Tom, take his guns and mask. I aim to see this man's face before I turn him over to the sheriff. <laughs> curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Vincent had taken the Lone Ranger by surprise when he suddenly drew a gun and said... You're covered, mister. 
I might be crippled, but I can still handle a gun. Tom, get his six guns, then take off his mask. Dad, better men than I am have tried to disarm the Lone Ranger. That does me. What did you say? This man is the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger? That's right. Well, Mr. If, if you have silver cottages in your gun belt, I'll apologize. Uh, here. Now, look, Dad. It is silver. Yes. Well, let me... I'm sorry I pulled the gun on you. I, I reckon getting word of another robbery and Joe's death was too much for me. I understand. I should have known you were on the level when you said the Padre sent you. Mark, your stages are an important link in the transportation ties between the East and the West. A lot of people would suffer if you were to go out of business. I can't stay in business and take the kind of losses we've had lately. Say, Tommy, where'd you get the cash you've been sending me? Oh, different places, Dad. Some of it I earned with Mr. Pringle. Some of it I took in change at the restaurant. I earned more cash by writing some documents for a couple of ranches. But something's wrong. There should have been more money in this envelope. Who brought you the letter? Hey, my nephew Warren Hunter. He's running the stagecoach office for me. All of our mail goes to the office, mister. I see. Mart, I told you Joe Driscoll said your strong box had not been looted. Likewise, you said the box was empty when you opened it. It must have been empty when the stage left Triple Creek. But it couldn't have been. My nephew... He... Is anyone working in the office with your nephew? Nope, I offered to hire someone to help him, but he said he could handle things alone. Do you think Warren killed Joe Driscoll and the shotgun guard? No, he couldn't have. Warren was in town all day today, but that doesn't mean he's in the clear. Someone's been tampering with the cash Tom's been just sending home, and Warren might be the one who's doing it. I'd stake my life on the fact that Warren isn't a killer. Maybe he has someone working with him. Thinking he's guilty and proving it are two different things, Tom. Do we... Do you have any ideas, mister? When does the next shipment of cash or gold leave Triple Creek? Tomorrow. We'll be carrying the payroll for the Clarence mine. Good. Now, Tom, no one saw you come to town. You remain here in the house until the stage is ready to leave. We'll enlist the aid of the sheriff. And stop the stage when it's safely out of town. I'll handle the horses. As the Lone Ranger made his plans, Warren Hunter rode into the hills surrounding the town. He traveled slowly over rocky ground that showed no tracks and drew rain in oh, front of a large cave. Oh, uh, As he dismounted, a man came uh, from the shadows to greet him. Uh, howdy, Hunter. Hello, Foxy. Thought you weren't coming tonight. I had to wait until I could leave town without being seen. Where's Lefty? Went into town to buy supplies. Did he go with you on today's job? No. You said there'd be no passengers on the stage. How much did we get on that holdup? Your share's $2,000. Hand it over. I didn't bring it with me. There'll be another job tomorrow. Oh, I see. I'll pay for both of them at one time. Be sure you do. I don't trust a man who tried to pin the blame for something on one of his own kin. If you mean my cousin, Tom Vincent, yeah. I've hated him as long as I can remember. What'd he ever do to you? Plenty. I went to prison because he caught me stealing and turned me over to the law. <laughs> I'll get square by framing him into a noose. His old man doesn't know I fake a list of serial numbers every week. The only real numbers on it are the ones I copy from the cash Tom sends to be put in the bank for him. It's a good thing you give him numbers that can't be traced. Now, what about tomorrow's job? Stage to leave town at the usual time. Supposed to be carrying the payroll for the Clarence mine. There won't be any passengers, but you'd better take Lefty to help you. There'll be an extra man riding shotgun. We'll take care of it. 
Is there any danger of anyone finding our share of the cash before you bring it here? No. I have your share with mine in the office safe. All right. But don't try to hold out on us, Hunter. You're just the kind who might try to get away with the loot and throw me and Lefty the rap for the robberies and murders. Don't worry, Foxy. We're partners. We'll stick together. While we retire with a fortune, my cousin Tom will hang for the crimes. The next afternoon, Warren Hunter stood in front of the office and watched while the strong box was placed aboard the stage. All set, Jim? Yep. Good luck. Thank you. Get it back. When the stage was out of sight, Warren went back to the office. He closed and locked the door, then carefully drew the shades. Then he moved to a safe. Deftly, he dialed the combination and opened the heavy metal door. Working quickly, he began to transfer the contents of the safe to a saddlebag. Right at the cave tonight. Pay off Foxy and Lefty and... He was halfway through the task when he heard a key turn in the outside door. Hey. A moment later, the door swung open. Hello, uh, Warren. My time, huh? What are you doing here? Surprised you, huh? Well, uh, yeah, I... I thought you were in Red Rock. What's the idea of locking the door and drawing the shades in the middle of the day? Leave those shades alone. Why? You trying to hide something? What's the cash you're taking from the safe? What's the idea of putting it in your saddlebag? Get out of here, Tom. I'm busy. Let's see the label on that money. Ah, Clarence mine, huh? This wouldn't be the payroll that was supposed to go out on the stage, would it? All right, Tom. <laughs> What's the idea of pulling a gun? The last time you caught me stealing, I didn't have a gun. Meaning what? Things are different now. But you're caught again. Yeah. The strong box on that stage must be empty. That's right. You figured it all out. No, not all of it. Maybe you can tell me what I don't know. Who holds up the stages? My partner. I have two of them. They stop the stages and pretend to rob them. Only I've already taken care of that. Whenever cash is shipped, I send an empty box. Paper money doesn't weigh much. Nobody knows the difference. I see. Go ahead. Squirm, cousin. Don't you wish you could go to the law with a story like you did last time? I swore I'd get even with you, and this is my chance. Before I'm through, you'll be dead, and your dad'll be broke. Warren, there's a masked man at the window behind you. Unless you drop your gun, he'll shoot before you can turn around. <laughs> you think I'd fall for that old trick? It's no trick. Drop the gun. My, my hand. I told you he'd shoot. I'm hurt. Tom, help me. My hand. You've got what you deserved. You'll get a lot more before the day is over. What are you going to do with me? You're coming with us. With you and the masked man? Yeah. Oh, when people see that masked man has captured me, they'll think it's a holdup. You can't force me to go with you. We've already thought of that. Our horses are in the alley behind the office. Once we start for the hills, no one will be able to catch up with us, even if we are seen. Well, I, we'll I, take I, you to where the stage and the sheriff are waiting. Now get moving. The Lone Ranger and Tom Vincent rode through the hills with their prisoner. Half an hour later, they reached the main trail several miles north of town, where the sheriff was waiting with the stage that had left Triple Creek a short time earlier. Here's your prisoner, Sheriff. He admitted to me and the masked man that he'd been shipping empty strong boxes. Glad you got the critter. I'll put handcuffs on him. Well, you can't do this. Tom forced me to confess what wasn't true. I demand... Say that for a jury. 
Put out your hands. Sheriff, don't handcuff me. I'm wounded. That wound is only a scratch. Sheriff, what's going on here? How come you stopped the stage? You'll find out what's going on, Jeb. Step inside the stage. But I'm a-driving it. Not this trip. Step inside with me and Tom and Warren. Well, who'll handle the horses? I'll do that. Mister, those killers might shoot without giving you a chance. A tunnel's with your posse. They'll be in the hills above this trail. From there, they'll be able to watch the stage. That won't be much help when the shooting starts. It will if they're within rifle range of the outlaws. I'll tie Silver's reins to the back of the stage, and then we'll travel. With the Lone Ranger in the box, the stage resumed its journey. The masked man guided the team skillfully around the sharp turns in the narrow trail, expecting at any moment to hear the warning shots that would signal a holdup. Get up there! Come on! Come, boys! When he heard the shots, the Lone Ranger dropped his chin forward so that his broad-brimmed Stetson would conceal his mask from the eyes of the outlaws. Out of the corner of his eye, the Lone Ranger saw the two stage robbers approaching the side of the stage. Stop the stage! Oh, 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 easy, steady there. Still holding the long bull whip in his right hand, the Lone Ranger reached for the brake with his left. He gripped the brake and brought the whip down sharply. The whip sizzled past Lefty's face and tore his gun from his hand. For an instant, Foxy turned his attention from the stage. He looked at Lefty. A split second was all the masked man needed. With his guns in his hands, he called, You're covered. Drop your gun. Not me. I'll... No! You're under arrest, both of you. Hey, the sheriff, Foxy's a trick. That masked man... He shot me. I'll bandage your shoulder, then you're going to jail. Tom, come here and see the sidewinders who've been causing so much trouble for your dad. Come on, Sheriff. All right, you first, Warren. I'll go your partners can see it. Foxy, you didn't say anything about a masked man driving a stage. Hunter didn't tell me a masked man would be driving. Shut up, you fool. Don't tell them more than they already know. So, Hunter, they got you. You led them to me and left me. Oh, see the handcuffs? Tom and the masked man captured me. They made me come with them. You were the smart gent who planned to frame Tom for the robberies and murders. Shut up, I tell you. Sheriff, I didn't do any killing. I'm innocent of the murders. I can prove I was in town when they happened. These two are the guilty ones. They made me throw in with them. Maybe we did the killing, but you planned the robberies. Sheriff, I'll pick up the guns they dropped. I have my guns on them. Tom, do you have a key to the strong box? I sure do, mister, and I'll open it right now. By ginger, it is empty. The cash that was supposed to be here is in the office. The payroll for the Clarence mine is there, together with the loot from the other robbers. I didn't keep all the loot. These two have some of it in a cave in the hills. Sheriff, I know the law. I'll turn state's evidence if you'll promise to go easier on me. I'll make no promises, Warren. Your life will be in the hands of the jury. Sheriff, here are their guns. Oh, thanks. Your posse should be here in a few minutes to help take your prisoners back to town. We'll wait right here for them. Mr. Right back to town with us. Dad will be waiting to hear about the capture of these polecats. Sorry, Tom, but Silver and I are going to join Tonto. When we see the Padre, I'll tell him that Mark Vincent's son is back in Triple Creek. And that's where I'll stay from now on. Fact is, I might start driving the stages myself. Glad to hear it. He's used to the big fellow. Good luck, Tom. Adios, Sheriff. Bye, Bye Mr. Thanks. Sheriff, listen to me, please. I was framed. Framed? Why, you yellow-back squealer. If it hadn't have been for you being caught me and left you, would be in the clear. Don't listen to him, Sheriff. Give me a chance to tell my side of it. I didn't want to steal. These two made me do it. <laughs> Warren, you blame me for sending you to prison the first time. This time, you'll stay there. And you can blame the Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Enterprises, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer.